First impressions aren't the most important thing. They're the only thing. At Ernie's Print Shop, we'll produce what you need to represent your company professionally. Right now, you can get 1,000 full-color business cards, 1,000 4x6 postcards, or 3x5 banner for just $60. You choose. Check us out at Ernie'sPrintShop.com. Ernie's Print Shop. Over 50 years, one source, one solution. Ernie'sPrintShop.com. 502-969-8585. Being a victim of crime is no joke, but you do have options that can help you avoid becoming a victim. I'm Ed Springston of the My View Matters Radio Show, and on behalf of myself and co-host Ed Martin, I urge each of you to help us fight against crime. You can do your part by calling Crime Stoppers at 582 Clue. Since 1982, Crime Stoppers has helped get over 23,000 criminals off the street with your help. Working together, we can make a difference to take our streets back. Please call Crime Stoppers at 582-CLUE, or you can visit them online at www.582clue.com. Remember, Crime Stoppers always offers up to a $1,000 reward. Get involved and help make a positive change in your neighborhood. Thanks. Advertisers, here's a great way to reach a quality audience. Get heard on My View Matters and make some noise in the marketplace. Email myviewmatters at aol.com for advertising opportunities. Make a sound investment. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Gentlemen, yes, welcome once again to the Ed Springston Show, brought to you by the MVM Radio Network, home of edspringston.com. You can go for all the latest stories, podcasts, whatever we've got going. While you're at edspringston.com, I suggest that you please do a few things. First and foremost, like the thousands of people before you, please join the email newsletter, and we'll send you updates on a weekly or monthly basis, your choice. Secondly, please join the RSS feed. We will get you the podcast delivered to your inbox as well. And finally, there is a handy-dandy donate button there at edspringston.com. We'd appreciate your help. You know, as little as $10, $20 could help us out, kind of pay the bills around here. So we'd appreciate it if you'd use that as well. In the meantime, call-in number is always 858-683-1326. You can also uh, join us in the live chat, which is now open. And you can reach me on Facebook at Ed Springston um, through Instant Messenger or something. And for those of you that are in the listening queue already, please remember, as always, hit the number one on your dial pad, and we'll get you on air as soon as possible. Okay, now that all of that's out of the way, how are you, Mr. Martin? Oh, holding up. Holding up all right, Mr. Springston. I just got in from walking the dog, and I must have domesticated, so. <laughs> oh wow! Actually, actually, after a long hot summer, I'm telling you this 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 cool snap. <laughs> the best the best way to describe it is I saw somebody posting something on social media. It says, 
And Kentucky, of course, it was 90 not too long. Just it literally dropped overnight. And it's just, man, the temperature went from 90 to 55 like it's all state trooper. Absolutely. <laughs> and and we're still we're, I got news for you. I like this cooler weather. You know, it's getting down into 30s at night. I like this. I really do. I prefer the cool over the hot any day. Little, uh, you yeah, know, a little, the little heat cool point. at night. If it, yeah, if it would just get into the 50s at night. I could absolutely, except for light bulbs, would be able to cut my utility bill down to nothing. But yeah, it's oh. a little cool, like it's a little cool like that. But the wife's simply not going to have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Degrees, it's like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I got no problem with all of that. I. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I don't mind it a little bit cooler. Um, the 50s don't bother me in the least. You know, for me, I mean, it really comes down to the heat is a big problem for me these days. When it gets up into the to the 90s and things like that, the heat is really a problem for me. Um, you know, it has to do with a couple of health issues I've got. It's just developed over the last couple of years. I used to love being outside in the summer. Hell, I had a construction business for years, and I loved working outside. But I developed a couple of health conditions, so the heat is kind of a problem. So I don't mind it being cool. You know, and I don't mind the snow. Yeah. I've told this repeatedly. I spent four years in North Dakota in the military. I've never seen a snow here yet to equal anything I went through up there. And, you know, so that doesn't bother me either. Um, but, you know, now we've got the weather report. Um, <laughs> yeah. Real quick on sports, real quick on sports. I'm not going to spend half the show this week on it like we've been doing well, the last few easy, weeks. It's easy this week. But, you didn't lose. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Absolutely right. So do we call that a win because they didn't lose? <laughs> you know, maybe they'll not play the rest of the year. We'll lose. see what happens. Let's, they just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. They didn't lose. <laughs> yeah. But you got to give props to Kentucky. I was kind of curious how they were going to come out this week against Vanderbilt uh, on a, coming off a bye week. Uh, you know, they were expected to beat Vanderbilt. I wasn't sure what it was going to do. It was a close game, but I tell you, it was interesting because Kentucky has moved up in the polls again after the win over Vanderbilt. Uh, it's like the second earliest date they've ever yeah. reached six victories in program history. It's incredible. Uh, you know, they're really setting up. If they can get past Missouri this week, then the week after is going to be the telltale sign. Florida and Georgia play each other this week. So whatever happens in that particular yeah. game is going to put Kentucky in the driver's seat uh, for the SEC. So we're going to find out how that works. But the interesting thing that I found, I saw a lot of fans that were going to be sitting here, you know, griping and moaning and groaning and complaining because Kentucky's quarterback only threw for 18 yards. Yeah. I heard people griping because Kentucky missed field goals. Now, I'll be honest with you. I was outside, um, you know, during this game. I was actually out watching the game at a sports bar. I went outside. You know, everybody knows I smoke cigarettes. I don't have to. So I go outside and smoke a cigarette, and the wind was about knocking my fat ass over. And they yeah. were playing in Lexington. Yeah. The wind in Lexington was just was here, so you automatically lost the kicking game at that point. There was no way you were going to kick yeah, field goals more than twenty. Yeah, even the, you know the Vanderbilt kick, the Vanderbilt kicker missed too. It's just, they were saying on TV it's like a forty. That sometimes the gusts were getting up to forty miles an hour, and you can watch the ball curl. You know. So, yeah, and as far as the quarterback, Absolutely. he wasn't brought in as a, a passing quarterback. He'll, he'll learn. He's a, I think he's a sophomore. Wilson's a sophomore. But he's going to learn. But turns out he's a pretty good runner. 
Well, I think I think he's got confidence. I think he's got confidence, right? And I think he's got confidence in the passing game too. But I, I don't see that being a problem going forward. I think it was a one-game situation because of the situation they were in, and uh, you know, so I, I expect things to get uh, better in that regard. I really, really do. So you know, I don't I don't see any big deal there. But it was amazing to me how all of the people who were excited because Kentucky, I mean, these are UK fans, are excited because Kentucky is doing good, you know, are, 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 are bitching about stuff that two years ago they would have bitched about. It was expected. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was the key to me. You know, it was expected. And now their expectations have been raised, and that's the power of stoops. So, you know, it, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes the rest of the season. But uh, Missouri is a team they really need to be careful of. Missouri can put points on the board and will put points no, on the yeah. board. They're going to have to watch that one. But well, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, UK, UK's got a pretty serious defense, so we'll see what happens. They may shut Missouri down. But it's, uh, it's just, no, no telling, but uh, I was just glad to see them, you know, it's like watching the game. It's like, no, no, no. I was, you know, I'm not a UK. They're not my top team. They're my number two team behind Jovell. And watch it going, no, 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 you know, like, no, 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 no. It's just bad shots, you know, bad, bad penalties. A couple of the penalties were really poor at right. all. You know, they, right. they, I thought, boy, these guys could get down on themselves, but they didn't. They, you know, 7-7 seven, seven after at halftime and two, three quarters, and then they, they, they didn't lose it. They kept plugging away. The defense kept stopping Vanderbilt, and the, and the offense finally got it taken care of. So it's like, it's good. It's good, you know. You like Stoop said, you you you, you always you always take a win. So absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. So I hope that the rankings aren't going to affect their head. Uh, they came out, and what I wanted to see Saturday was whether they were still playing with fire. They got a week off, you know. They're playing Vanderbilt. It's easy to have a letdown after that, and they didn't. Uh, you know, uh, Mark Stoops ran the same game he always runs, and and, and both lines did a hell of a job. So you can't really say too much about them other than the fact they didn't drop off at all. So I'm really curious to see what they do this week. Um, in the meantime, we actually do have news we're supposed to talk about on this show. Uh, we're going to oh, get to well. some of this illegal stuff here in a few minutes. But one interesting story um, over the last week is I tell you, I actually watched the debates, the, the mayor debates, one and two. Uh, the one with Greg Fisher and Angela Lee last week, and then the other one that had all the independents. And, and i got to be honest with you. I can see why um, the League of Women Voters did not want any of those independents on the stage with Greg Fisher or Angela Lee. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I support independents. I ran as an independent. I'm the only independent who's ever been allowed on the main stage in televised debates. And I kicked the ass of both Jerry Emerson and Kelly Downard when I ran against them in the debates. Um, you know, I, I understand the need to include independence. However, this particular situation seemed to me, we talked a little bit about this last Monday night, it seemed to me a situation where you had too many people, so it was the right thing to do. They basically did what they did for the Republican primary for president. They split it up. Um, and I saw no problem with that. But then I watched the second debate, the one between the independents, and I was thankful extremely thankful that none of those people were on the main stage with Greg Fisher or Angela Lee. It was the most inept, 
pathetic thought process delivery debate of any candidate I've ever seen in history. None of these guys should be should should, should have ever put their name in for mayor because they're not smart enough to walk the talk. They're really not. With the exception of Chris Steenman, who's a successful businessman, I'll give him that. But even Chris came across as very, very poor in that debate. And he's my friend. He's going to hate me for saying that publicly, but it is what it is. You know, they proved why they didn't deserve to be on the main stage. I mean, you heard all, all we talked about was legalizing marijuana. All right. We talked about how Louisville should lead the way in combating global warming. Um, you know. And even when we got to work with training, and even when we got to work with training, everybody knows the work of training facility stuff in this town. You know, every one of those guys do. Everybody in this town knows that Greg Fisher threw that out the window. I've made sure they all know it over the last few years. And even when we got to work with training, Sean Vandevander, this guy's a joke. I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm thankful he was able to overcome two brain surgeries, two brain tumors. I really am. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But to think he should be qualified to be an elected official anywhere is absurd to me. His goal is to legalize marijuana. And as far as jobs go, they asked him what specifically he would do. He said job training like bartenders. We don't have enough bartenders in this town. There's open jobs we could fill. So So the translation is we want everybody to get high and drive to the local bar and get drunk and then drive home. It's the most asinine stupidity I've ever heard in my yeah. life. And that's the only thing he had to offer. And, of course, Jackie Green, of course, would need more bike lanes, you know, because Jackie Green has a bike shop that nobody buys bikes from. And, and these other guys, I, it was it was just the most damn thing. I don't know if you got to see it or not, um, but, it, you know, I was just laughing. I mean, it was, it was comical. It was so comical it was pathetic to me. It really, really was. Yeah, I, I, I tried to, to watch that? a little bit. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't watch, you know, it's just like looking at the lineup. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, it was painful. we all know Jackie green. We all know Jackie green. He, he, he tried to play politics and, uh, and be a player last time and a power broker and got totally shut out. So, I mean, he can't even do that. Right. Uh, you know, Chris, I think his heart's in the right place, but I think he should save his money for something else. You know what? And hopefully he's not spending too much on this. Uh, and the other guys, like you said, it's bartenders. It's like okay, you know, it just makes me want to walk up and slap this guy stupid and say, you know, honestly, if you think if you know, if I were twenty three years old, I might think that right. the uh, the sports bars and stuff. And oh, well, that's a that's a that's a pretty good business model, you know. And it's like, but no, you you idiot. You know, you're you're just an absolute idiot at that point. Because it's like, no, I mean, clearly, if you think that's where jobs are created, it's because your candy ass cloister little whatever. You haven't been out and seen manufacturing. You you haven't been out and seen the construction. You obviously you just think that's something that magically happens. That that the stuff gets put on the shelves. In boxes and and, this, and stuff gets made. It's just magic, you know. So let's just party and let them let the let the magic people make all the stuff and all the food and all the electronics and all the cars and that's magic. And we'll just create jobs in bars. It's like you idiot. 
Oh, that's it. And, you know, and that's the thing. And, and I want to make sure my audience understands this, okay? I mean, I, I know a lot of bartenders who are friends of mine, and I don't even drink. Yeah. That's really kind of funny. But uh, yeah, but they are good friends of mine. I believe it. I mean, bartender is a profession. I'm not taking anything away from that. And they work very hard for their money. All right. But you can't have you can't have a sustainable jobs plan based on training bartenders. That's yeah. just the way it is. And they'll even and they'll even tell you that they they work bartending because they make enough money to pay their bills. It's not what they want for a career. Yeah. But but when you're and faced with Burger King or McDonald's, that's what you do. Yeah, and a good bartender is, uh, you know, you're glad to have one when you're when you're at a bar or restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a good bartender absolutely. is like, you know, thank you, thank you. If you're going to pound me for nine dollars for that drink, uh, thank you right. for making it well. But I mean, it just well, I that's it. Show you, it's like there's there, we're we're whatever fifty thousand truck drivers short right now in the United States, and you know, yay, you know, real work, real sustainable Fed, FedEx. Yeah, FedEx will hire your ass for thirty-seven dollars an hour right now to drive a truck. You know, so that that just goes to show just the utter detachment from somebody like that. It's just it's, to evenly well, remotely it. suggest that it's like no, it's just you know, you, you it. could truck drivers. It's like hey, if the city wanted to do something, you do a training center. You know what else we could do? They could train people how to drive trucks. You know, it's, it's some some good money in that, but. Yeah, this guy doesn't get it. And the other thing of it, oh, he doesn't get it at all. I mean, you know, so his his job's plan is, is to create more people to put into a service economy that doesn't pay the sustainable wage that he wants it to be. And that was the other thing all these idiots talked about. And they all agreed, we need to raise minimum wage to $15 an hour. And, and I mean, you know, and, and then they compared us to San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, you know, all the failing cities. That, that are so screwed up that businesses are closing because of these minimum wage demands. Antifa and everybody else is rising up attacking people in the street because that's what they want here in Louisville. Like, we don't have that already. You know, so it's amazing to me that these people can get out of bed in the morning. I, guess, I assume they're all living in a mama's basement, with the exception of Christine. I mean, he owns the house, you know. But I'm assuming these other guys are living in their mama's basement or something because they're dumb as rocks. And, and and it was fascinating just listening to all of this crap. Well, I and love, you're right about Jack. I always love, oh. yeah, and I and I always love the uh, the sustainable wage, the living wage people. I have the same prepackaged response for them. It's like, well, if you think you know that you know it's it, the only job that should be out there should be a should be living wage jobs, and that's where we should start. Then by all means, start a company. And pay a living wage, and while you're at it, pay insurance. Just get on with it, you know. And then, of course, then once you say that, they just all all it rolled. These, well, I can't do it, you know. I was, you know, I, I, well, and it's just the 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 stutter stutter excuse excuse. Oh, it's, it's always an excuse. excuse. Yep. It's always an excuse. They've always got a Absolutely. reason for it, you know. That they, they can't do it. They they know that other people can do it. They're so smart they can tell other people how to do it, but. They right. can't do it themselves. So it's like at that point, please shut up. You you have zero credibility, and we're not listening to you anymore. Absolutely. Now we move on to the main show, which is Greg Fisher versus Angela Lee. Now I'm going to say this, and it's the truth. Angela Lee is not a good debater. There is no ifs, nope. ands, or buts about that. She's been in two debates. She is not a good debater. That does not mean that she's not smart enough to be a good mayor. And given the choices in this race, Angela Lee, to me, is 
the best choice. I will be voting for Angela Lee, and I'm telling everybody I know, check her out. If you feel like I do, she's going to do a better job, vote for her. But that's what I'm going to do. Greg Fisher did the same damn thing in this debate he always does. He uses the monotone to tell you that we've got all of these great things going on, that the percentages are so much in our favor. We've spent a billion dollars in the West End, and they should be thankful to us. That's Greg Fisher, right? And he's full of shit. He continues to put, put out the lie that crime is down. He continues to put out the lie that they're making all of these investments in the West End and all this other crap. What he's not doing is telling the truth. He talks about worker training and the things that he's done for the training. Greg Fisher did nothing with worker training but eliminate a $25 million investment from the federal government to build a training facility here so that he could funnel all these trainees through Lynn Fisher's private worker training program and funnel them through JCC so that his sister could get paid. Nobody wants to talk about that. Greg Fisher hasn't created one job. He sits there and brags about all these jobs he's created. He hasn't created any jobs. The only jobs that have been created with our government money have been construction jobs. And you and I both know when that construction project is over, so are those jobs. They're temporary jobs that last a year, maybe two, on the big ticket items. He brags about wanting to put this facility down in the West End. That's not creating any jobs. That's not creating any revenue. And nobody's going to go there because they're not going to go to the West End to play soccer and every these other things he's got going on. <laughs> so we look at all of these things at big play. Greg Fisher selling us the same old lies. He's still continuing to try to sell us that we have to increase MSD funding by $4 billion, which is a joke. Angela Leet even calls him on all of that. But he's getting away with these lies, or at least assumedly is. And see, that's where I go with Angela Lee. Angela Lee's calling him out on his BS. I wish she was a better debater. The problem with Angela Lee when it comes to debates is she's not used to being forceful. When Jerry and Kelly tried to lie in my debate, I cut them off. You weren't allowed to lie. You were going to get the truth. You weren't going to lie in an audience I was a part of. And that's what I want to see from somebody. Angela Lee is knowledgeable, but she doesn't put it out there in a forceful manner like she should be doing. So I don't know if it's enough to overcome Greg Fisher or not. I hope it is. But, you know, as far as these other guys are concerned, you know, stay away from them. To me, in all honesty, and this is going to sound really, really bad coming from somebody like me, I honestly believe that if you vote for these independents, that you're, that you're taking votes away from, from somebody else that has a credible chance to win who could make a difference. In this particular yeah, well, unless, case, I unless, think it's crucial to share. Unless you were going to, you know, Fisher... An independent is your first choice. Fisher is your second choice. Well, if that's the case, then then well, then vote for the independent. Well, yeah, the good so news if is, you're, the, if, if you're if you're hard if you're a hard lefty, you know, you're not going to vote for Lee. That by all means, vote for Jackie Green. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was going to say. The good news is where you're heading is absolutely right. Because all these independents, all they want to talk about is global warming, which we ain't got shit to do with or can do anything about. They want to talk about $15 minimum wage, which is going to destroy whatever business we have left in Louisville. Uh, we have a hard time keeping business here now. And they want to talk about legalizing marijuana so everybody's high when they go to work. Um, you know, now, now, I've always been on record. I'm okay with medical marijuana. That's always been my stance, always will be. But this whole recreational shit, I'm not Bill Clinton. There was a time I inhaled. I inhaled quite frequently, and you're not going to be able to convince me that it doesn't make a difference in what you're doing when you're high. You're full of shit. All right, that's just the way it is. You know, and I have that argument all the time with people I know that get high. Oh, man, you just don't know. I really function better. 
No, you yeah. don't, you no, dipshit. No, you don't. Let them believe what they want. But let them believe what they want. No, I, but the reality I mean, is, I'm with I'm with you. When it comes just real quick, when it comes to medical, when it comes to marijuana, yeah, I think medical marijuana, straight up, should should just go on and be legal, especially for veterans with PTSD. But oh, absolutely. They come up with a, when as soon as they come up with a test for marijuana, you know, THC intoxication. Once they come up with that, I'm okay with recreational because then at that point you show up at work, somebody says piss in a cup. You know, right. or blowing this. Like right. once once we come up with a test that you can, you know, we know when you're impaired, you can't you can't just sneak by with Visine or something. Then yeah, at absolutely. that point I think recreational is fine. But yeah, until then, no. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, I've got no problem with the medical marijuana part of it. But you know, I mean, this is all they've got. So all these independents want to sit here and talk about global yep. warming. Uh, you know. Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, $15 minimum wage, and legalizing marijuana across the board. Well, guess what? The votes they're going to take are Greg Fisher. So maybe I need to re- maybe I need to restate my stance. Please, you guys who are going to vote for Greg Fisher, go vote for the independents. They're your leftist heroes. Yeah. There you go. Maybe that'll help. There you go. Yeah, send a message. There you go. Split it up. Jackie Green. There you go. Oh, no. Split it up. For God's sake, I'd, I'd hate to see Jackie Green get all of those votes. Split it up so we ain't got a chance on any of them being mayor. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's the size of it. Angela Lee is knowledgeable. She's done a good job. She's just not a forceful speaker in a debate format. Uh, so I think she could be a good mayor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her my support, uh, you know, and I've been hard on her. There ain't no doubt about it. But I spent some time uh, going through all of this stuff that more than I normally do. Um, and, and I've come to that conclusion. So that's my opinion anyway. Um, in the meantime, we've got some scary stuff going on. Anderson County, uh, let's look at this. Anderson County High School, another high school where uh, it basically told not to come to school on Friday. Uh, apparently there's a neighbor uh, by the name of Dylan Gerald, 21-year-old Dylan Gerald, uh, arrested Thursday after police found he had plans uh, for a school shooting. For a school shooting, the guy lives next door to a, to a school, Anderson County High School in Lawrenceburg, uh, and they were able to, to apprehend him with firearms, 200 rounds of ammunition, a bulletproof vest, and a 100-round magazine, as well as a detailed plan of attack. And of course, he pleads not guilty in court today. Um, you know, this is, this is what the left has come to. This is what the left has come to, because every school shooting, every mass shooting we have had, has been done by liberal Democrats. This is another example of it. We just narrowly avoided a school shooting right here in Kentucky. You know, what is what, what leads these idiots to do this? That's what I want to know. Because I, yeah. I still don't well, get all of this. I don't know that he's a liberal Democrat, but, but, uh, but I, you know, you lose a guy, he looks like a three-time loser. I'm just glad that, and as I said, the ironic thing was is that somebody from New Jersey – alerted police in Kentucky right. to it because it's something he put on social media. So, I mean, I'm, you know, on right. top of being highly dysfunctional, he's pretty dense, too, that, that he would give some indication as to that. But Absolutely. And, you know, I don't, he, I don't know what this guy's problem is. Maybe maybe we'll find out, but it's uh, the police The police did a good job. You know, they got the guy. Not, not only did they, they not just have to go in on a presumption, they Got his ass. I'm waiting for him to, you know, load up the car and start driving. And they literally tagged him on the driveway. So, 
So you know that that just goes to show that that police need to do their job, just just like uh, some of the shootings that have gone on. If these kids have said things, and, and everybody knows these kids are you know these shooters are, are not wired properly, and and the cops don't do anything. But it, but in this case, kudos to the Kentucky police. I mean, we had a shooting a while back where they they actually just if the cops showed up and shot him, <laughs> shot the shooter before he could right. do much. But in this case, yeah, the, the police took a uh, they took it seriously and they did their job, and that's you know big kudos to the Kentucky State Police because just a couple messages, a tip from somebody on the internet, and they stopped a mass shooting because they did their job. You know, they the warning signs were there. And they went after it, and so like I say that one's that one's just a big, big plus for the Kentucky State Police on that one. Absolutely, and you know you mentioned the, the lady from from New Jersey. Uh, what happened here was this guy actually was on Facebook, and he went to this lady's page and started threatening her and the kid, her kids and all this other crap. Apparently not aware that she was in New Jersey, not Kentucky. Uh, you know, and when, and when he did all of that, she decided to call the Kentucky police. She. Uh, she was actually blocked from his Facebook page, so she couldn't respond or anything and find out information on him. So she had some friends of hers go to his Facebook page, and that's when they found out he was in Kentucky and everything else. And that's when she called the police to let them know this guy was a threat. It's not like he could do anything to her up in New Jersey, but he thought she was from Kentucky. So she took the initiative to, to call Kentucky. It had nothing to do with her in New Jersey anymore, but she took the initiative to call Kentucky. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's somebody – that, that, that really could truly use the applause because that's somebody who took the initiative to get involved, as it should be, and we want to thank you. Yeah. Well, you got to throw, throw a lot of applause in there for the state, state police, too, because how easy for them to dismiss, they like, oh, look, some lady from New Jersey mm-hmm. on the phone here saying that uh, some guy was threatening her and, uh, you know, yawned. <laughs> File thirteen, whatever you know, they could have done that, but he didn't. Right. They got a. Well, you know these police. New, they got a tip from New Jersey that somebody was being a dick on Facebook. Absolutely, and the police are under and the police are under constant attack right now. Yeah, I mean they they're under constant attack whether they do anything wrong or not. I mean it's open season for police officers. They're out there shooting cops just sitting in a car for no reason at all. And, uh, you know, so you're right. You know, these guys do deserve some applause. We appreciate the effort they have, you know, and that goes across the board. So, yep, why not? Why not? Let's do it. Uh, but, you know, so thanks to the lady in New Jersey. Thanks to her for having the, the fortitude to do the right thing. Uh, most people wouldn't. They would just turn their head, put it in the bushes. You know, that takes a lot of courage to do that regardless of anything. So, you know, we want to thank her. Um, <laughs> you know, moving on. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all these hate groups uh, continue showing their ass more and more and more. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell was in Louisville over the weekend, decided to have, you know, dinner uh, with his wife, Elaine Chow, at Havana Havana Rumba here in Louisville. It's a Cuban restaurant down in the Highlands. Um, You know, and this... Idiot woman starts screaming at him on her way out the door. 
And then this moron stands up and goes over and starts screaming at him and heckling him at his table. Even grabs his gold box off the table, threw his food out on the sidewalk. All of this is caught on video. The only thing I don't know is this man's name because I think we should be camping outside of his house and giving it back to him. But um, all of this is caught on video. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? But the thing that struck me and caught my attention was for the first time, it looked like people were fighting back. We had people inside a restaurant telling him to shut his damn mouth and go on if that was a family restaurant. And finally, some big guy at the end of the video wearing camouflage, finally, some big guy got up and walked over to him and made him move on. You know, so I was glad to see that that people are finally fighting back. Have we finally got to a point where we're going to fight back? I mean, if somebody does that to me at a restaurant, I mean, I'm serious. They want to get in my face and start going after anything that's on my table around me. I'm assuming I'm under attack. My nine mil is going to be right in their mouth, and I'm going to pull the trigger. There's not a question about that in my mind, because they'll deserve it. We don't know what the hell they're doing. The fact that Mitch McConnell can keep his calm, I understand his position as Senate Majority Leader, but the fact that he can keep his calm is amazing to me. But I was very proud of the restaurant patrons who stood up against this lunatic and forced him to leave. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I think, I think you know, we talk about the, the discord and stuff, and it's this is this is what you get when you have generations of people that get participation trophies. This guy obviously thinks he's so freaking important, thinks that his opinion is so goddamn important that he needs to stand up and scream and throw a tantrum like a five-year-old. You know, this is a misbehaving five-year-old. I hope he hears this. I hope he takes issue with me. I'm on Facebook. Come get me. But, uh, and he throws his tantrum because he thinks it's okay for him. And I got news for you. If my kids threw a tantrum in a, in, a, in a restaurant, I would discipline them for ruining everybody else's dinner. And that's where this guy, that's where the arrogance comes in. I get it. They're angry at Mitch McConnell. But there needs to be a strong fuck you for these people because that restaurant is full of other people and you're being a dick and you're ruining their night out. Probably some people who probably work six nights, six days a week. You know, they like me. I don't. I've only eaten number one time. But if I'm in there with my wife, you know, we both work six days a week, and we're having our dinner date. And you start that crap. Screw you, asshole. You know, I don't give a goddamn who you think you are. But and, That's it. And if it was just Mitch, if it was just Mitch, and you were all fine, yell at him. You know, whatever. His security detail might get you. But, you know, have some consideration. It's not only is it this political discourse and everything, but it just goes to show that people like this guy are so narcissistic, so self-absorbed, that he thinks it's his place in a private business where people are paying to eat, you know, and, and that he doesn't give two rat's asses about them either. So he totally disrespected the restaurant owners. He totally disrespected everybody in the restaurant, basically saying, fuck you. I feel like screaming. I'm going to scream. And that dick needs to be slapped. I mean, he's an arrogant, he's an arrogant, narcissistic, whiny-ass, participation trophy piece of shit. Damn it, I love it when you talk like that. Makes my fucking heart yeah, better, better. No, it's the truth. It really is. You know, yeah. these, these are what we're seeing oh, out of the Democratic Party. This is, like I say, I'm a, I'm a guy who works six days a week. My wife works six days a week. 
I, every uh-huh. other week we go out to dinner. You start this shit in front of me, and if I've had a bad week, I'm gonna bust your eardrums, you know, open hand slap you across your face, and just, 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 just to make it so it's loud, just pop when it hits you in the Absolutely. ear. Absolutely. Look, they shut the fuck up. It's my dinner date. Get the fuck out of right. here. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. And that's the thing. You know, that's the whole thing. What we're seeing, what we're seeing is what we've known about the left for many, many years now. All right. We know they're nothing but a bunch of crybabies. We know they can't handle anything. All they all they're concerned with is power, with with no way of being able to, to do anything with the power other than whine, cry and push their agenda down your throat. But see, that's the glory of Trump, I believe. I honestly do, because this is one of the things we talked about two years ago. When Trump was running for office, I told you I wanted to see him off in office and see everybody destroy each other. And that's exactly what's going on. What is amazing here is that the Republican Party is finally, at least publicly, uniting behind Trump most of the time. But the Democratic Party is, is, is just, I've never seen anything like it. This isn't the Democratic Party I grew up with, but this is the party that I left many years ago because I saw this behind the scenes. Now it's on public display. Let's bring McAdam in. Yes, sir. How are you? Well, I'm just fine, but uh, I, I know you guys are big fans of the Second Amendment, but I'm I'm kind of kind of puzzled that you don't have any respect for the First Amendment. You know, the First Amendment gives you the right of freedom of speech, and it also no, no, gives no. You're you not right. going to play that game tonight. You're not going to play that it, game tonight. Yeah. No, no, no. You Nobody denies this man the right of freedom of speech. What I said was when he reached onto his table. What I said was, when he reached onto his table and invaded his space, that's when he became a threat. But oh, to sit inside I, I of that restaurant screaming like that. He should not have, this, this unknown person should not have, have taken uh, Mitch McConnell's doggy bag and thrown it out on the street. That was absolutely Thank wrong. But you. Uh, you do have a right to petition government for a redress of your grievances. And, and sure, just because... Well, that's a public place. I mean, the the restaurant. No, no, uh, no, 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 what, no, no. What, no. Guy, no what if the guy had gotten up and said, "There's Mitch McConnell. Let's give him three cheers for Mitch McConnell and the job he did of 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 getting the Kavanaugh." Uh, uh, I'd have the uh, same attitude. Appointment. You don't do that inside the restaurant. I have the same. I have the same. Would that be okay, would that be okay for him to do that? Of course not. Of course not. It disrupted well, everybody's night. Do you know as well as I do, McAdam, that that's a private business open to the public? That's the same line that they drew when they enforced this smoking ban, with the exception of Churchill Downs, of course, who gets to have you know inside smoking things, which is totally illegal to me. But that's the same situation. It's a private business open to the public. You can't go in there and do that crap and destroy everybody else's night. Martin, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, say the First Amendment. It restricts the government's ability to infringe upon your free speech. Uh, no shortage of cases that in private businesses and in private institutions of any sort that you have no presumption of free speech. None. And it's completely constitutional. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, is designed to restrict government. So the government was not restricting this guy. I was restricted. Well, this guy okay. I'm there. Okay. okay. <laughs> go ahead. If, go ahead, Tom. If I go, if I go into a, a a public restaurant, and I am saying things that the manager doesn't like, and he calls the police, do the police have the right to eject me because of what I'm saying? 
because of the it's content because, of my speech? It's not, it's not because of what you're saying. It's the nature that you would be saying it is you would be disturbing the peace. Yes. Oh, they have no, absolutely. Movie. That's not, this, this that's is, not what this is disturbing nothing, the peace. This is nothing. This no, is no, nothing, disturbing the Disturbing the, the peace is specifically spelled out in state law that you have to be encouraging a violation of the law for it to be a disturbance of the peace. Not everything that you think of as as bad manners is disturbing the peace. What what about protest uh, demonstrations? What about a picket line? Is that disturbing the peace? What about marching? Why are you setting? No, 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 wait a minute, wait, wait. Let me put this. I'm going to put this out. I'm going to say. I'm just going to say. In that respect, most picket lines, as you're well aware, McAdam, are not actually allowed to take place on the private property. They take place on easements or the public walkway or roadway in front of the property. In other words, you have your picket. Keep it the fuck off my property. Well, I don't See, know. I think, it, I think it's open to the public. I don't know that that is. I mean, I, you, you say it's private property, but by the same token, I've been involved in a picket. That's what we're trained to do. We can't go on private property. I've been involved in a picket. You have to be on public property to do that. All right, that's the way it's supposed to be. Now, as far as this place is concerned, if that guy wanted to stand outside on the sidewalk, right outside the entrance of that place, and scream and yell his head up, not a problem at all. That's his First Amendment right. It's a public place. He can do it. That's the same thing with protesters or anybody else. But when you choose to go into this private establishment that happens to be open to the public and disrupt everybody in there trying to eat a meal, that's when you cross the line. When you went on to Mitch McConnell's table and went to grab his stuff, that's when you should be shot. That's when my Second Amendment will kick in. Got a problem with him exercising the First Amendment. Stand outside on the sidewalk, scream for your heart's desire. Bring a bullhorn. Make all the noise you want to. I don't care. But you better not be doing it next to the damn table that I'm sitting there with my wife and kids trying to eat a dinner with. No, 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 no. You don't have that right to invade my space. That's the Well, the, the state law says that it's disorderly conduct if you engage in fighting or violent, tumultuous, or threatening behavior, or if you create a hazardous or physically offensive condition by any act that serves no legitimate purpose. Okay, be criticizing Mitch McConnell for his his uh, political philosophy and his votes is certainly a legitimate purpose, and so I don't I don't see that this person was disorderly. He was certainly ill mannered. I'll agree. Now I'm not I'm not talking about throwing the, the 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 doggy bag out the window. That was that was a bad thing to do, and he shouldn't have done that. And that was that was probably disorderly conduct. But his mere speech of criticizing Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell comes out in public, and he deserves to be confronted by his his constituents, who are not happy with his voting record. You've got a right Why to come up to a politician that? in a public place, in an airport, or out on the street and say, call him a son of a bitch. Say, I don't like the way you voted, you son of a bitch. Why you, don't you, right that? That's right. you don't have the right to scream. You don't have the right. I have no problem. If he wants to walk over to Mitch McConnell's yeah. table, if he wants to walk over to Mitch McConnell's table and say, you know, good son of a bitch, I didn't like your vote on Kavanaugh. That's his right. i got a problem with that. But when he okay. yells in the middle of the restaurant, brings all attention to himself like that, and he uses language in front of my kids, I've got a problem with him, and I'm going to knock the hell out of him. Because he just invaded my personal space. 
If you want to do that outside on the public sidewalk, have fun. But don't invade my space, and we're going to have a serious problem. You're talking about using physical violence there, Ed, to uh, to take away a man's First Amendment rights. Absolutely I am. No, 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 that ain't his First Amendment right. His rights rights end when they violate mine. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah. I didn't say it's uh, it's it's a matter of interpretation, Thomas. If I'm seated at a table, I'm in a vulnerable position, and if a guy is up screaming, flailing his arms about, stomping around, I perceive that as a threat, and with good reason. You know, he he's positioned himself, and he's demonstrated that that there's a certain degree of uh, anger, and 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 he's a, you know definitely a malcontent who has assumed an offensive position. And at that point, I'm probably going to have to get up and defend myself. Yeah. I don't think there was any evidence that he had a that he had a weapon or that he that he threatened Mitch McConnell with physical violence. Hey. No, we don't know. As soon as yeah, he reached he on, as soon as he reached just, across this table, don't you don't know. He might have a knife in his sleeve. I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down, and uh, a decent sized human being is flailing and screaming within near, within, within a very near proximity to me. I consider that threatening behavior, uh, when I think I can, I think I could probably find an attorney that would just, you know, say, "Hey, what'd you stop him for?" And go talk to my attorney. <laughs> I, I thought the guy was going to lose it, and you know, better safe than sorry. He was, he was acting irrationally. He was acting unstable. He was, his arms were thrown about in a threatening position. I felt I had to protect my family. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know who this guy was, but it, but if he needed a lawyer, I would volunteer to represent him. I wish I knew who he was, too. If I had his name, I would put together a bunch of people to go stand out on the public sidewalk in front of his house and scream and yell all night so he don't get no sleep and maybe take some food with me and throw it across his yard. Why not? It's the same thing, isn't it? That's my First Amendment, right? So why don't I get a group of 25 people to go over there and do that? You certainly What's would have the, the right to, to demonstrate in front of his house. I don't know about throwing food in his yard, but why but, not? Uh, he got away with throwing. He got away with grabbing somebody else's food and throwing it. Why wouldn't I have the well, right to I, throw food at him? I have. I could have been walking on that public that, sidewalk when he threw it out the door. I have admitted that he that was the wrong that. thing to do. And this this college professor <laughs> that says yeah, that that you should put your fingers <laughs> in their food, I think that's that's going too far. That's crossing lines. He should have been but, fired, and of course he didn't because he's liberal. But go ahead. But Can you, you have imagine? To be Let me careful. ask you this. Let me ask you. Have to be this. careful when you start step. regulating free speech. I'm not saying you don't, but you're not regulating free speech when he's doing that inside the restaurant. That, that goes beyond your, your First Amendment rights. If you're on a public sidewalk, like I just said, go for it. Enjoy yourself. If you want to walk over to Mr. McConnell's table and speak to him in a normal tone of voice about how you disagree with him, go for it. you got the right to do that. But when you're screaming and yelling and flailing your arms about, like Mr. Martin just pointed out, in the middle of a restaurant, you are now a threat no, that, to me. The Supreme Court is pretty clear Absolutely. on what constitutes a, a, a reason to suspend the First Amendment. It has to be a clear and present danger. And the the example was given of falsely yelling fire in a crowded theater. That's a clear and present that. danger. Okay. What this guy did, I mean I'm not I'm not justifying him throwing the doggy bag out, but what he did as far as his criticism of Mitch McConnell was not a clear and present danger and should not have resulted in any 
legal action being taken against him. He was exercising his First Amendment rights. I mean, I know you're a fan of Mitch McConnell's, but but the but well, the wait, fact yeah. is that <laughs> I'll let you play the devil's advocate all day. The person has a right well to express his. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is political speech. This is political speech. He was criticizing an elected representative of the public, criticizing his vote, criticizing his political philosophy. And if there's one thing our country stands for, it's the right of individual citizens to criticize their government agents. Your rights end when they violate mine. If you invade but my you personal space, right? I'm take that as a threat. Well, I don't know what your personal space is. How, how did far you look away at the video? is your personal? Did you look at the video? I did. The guy's flailing his arms. The guy's flailing his arms and screaming and yelling in a restaurant, two inches behind the guy in front of him sitting down at the table. Now I've got that man behind me. You don't think I feel threatened in my personal space? You bet I do. Now if I'm across a restaurant, okay, maybe he didn't invade my personal space. But he sure as hell did inside this private establishment. He had no right to do that. He wasn't on public property doing that. Therefore, he did violate, as far as I'm concerned, my rights. All right? But if you want to go with your little argument, we'll do that. But he's two inches behind that guy, so he did violate his personal space. He was threatening behind, threatening behind him when he's doing all his stupid shit. And I've got to be honest with you. One of the probably three times I can recall in the last ten years I've ever agreed with Joe Girth on anything. But Joe Girth actually put out an article with me. Now, of course, this whole article was, you know, trashing Mitch McConnell. I mean, he spent the whole article trashing Mitch McConnell. But even he admitted what went on here was wrong. You don't do that inside the restaurant. If you want to yell at him on the street, go ahead and do it. I'm with him on that. You have to, you know, you, you can't violate his personal space. All right, don't touch anything that belongs to him. Simple enough. Don't touch McConnell or anybody else. Simple enough. All right. You know, forget no, all of should, this he shit. Shouldn't have, the guy he shouldn't have touched line. him. He shouldn't have touched him, and he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have taken his doggy bag and thrown it out on the street. We have, we agree to that. He did. But, he proved but he was a threat. I, I suggest to you, when you start agreeing with Joe Girth, you're going down the wrong road, Ed. I, I would suggest that I, I, I'm really seriously going to see a psychiatrist about that because I never agree with Joe Girth. I'll be honest, but in this particular case, though. There were some things he's right about. Now, I disagree with this whole damn article, but I do agree with his points that he put out there. All right? You know, I've got no problem with free speech. Nobody has a problem with free speech. Martin don't have a problem with free speech. We don't have a problem with that. But I do have a problem. If you're going to have the rules that you can't go into a private establishment and do that, you can do that in a public establishment, on a public area all you want to. That's fine. But don't come into my space, and at that particular juncture, that is my space. I'm paying for that space. In essence, I am. I'm ordering food, and I'm paying a bill. I'm paying to use that space. You did just violate my space okay. with this rhetoric, what if, this, what if, this stuff. What if, what if President Trump came to town and rented a hall for a uh, public gathering, and people came in and heckled him? Uh, should they be uh, physically removed from the hall? Should they be uh, uh, arrested for disorderly conduct? Do people in That's an audience who... Who, well, I mean, if it's open to the public and somebody comes in and there's a, a politician giving a speech and somebody gets up and says, uh, I think you're a fascist. I, think, I disagree with what you're saying. I, you know, I, I don't like what you're saying. Uh, does, does a person have a right to heckle? You're playing no, no, apples and oranges. Real, 
that was a real thing that happened here in Louisville, and there was litigation involved. It's, it's, with hap- it. it's, it's happened at every. It's happened, and he won that litigation. It's happened at every rally that he's had. That's well, that, that's the nature. You know, I've got I a guess, problem with that. I that's free speech. That's what it's for. And, I, and I'm going to guess as much as anything, it comes down to a technicality of who rented the hall. Uh, in Kentucky, when Trump did it, he was not a government official. He was a candidate. So the Trump campaign rented That's true. the hall. That's true. So the, so the U.S. government uh, was not infringing on it, a private organization, uh, whatever Trump's campaign called itself, would have rented the hall. So he could absolutely control who comes in and who says what. Yeah, he has a say-so in that. Now, if the U.S. government is paying for it, uh, which I don't know if they do that or not, <laughs> or if it's a party that pays for it, but as long as it's not the government, if the government pays for it, then, yeah, it's just like K, you know, a similar case right now. KET uh, is being rather discriminatory in who can come on and do their public uh, – their forums on KET uh, public financed. Uh, they shouldn't be able to get to set parameters and, 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 uh, and decide that independents or third parties don't get to come on and it's only – you know. And I think that case is still ongoing. But yeah, in the Trump case, it was a campaign that that funded it, not the government. So that makes a big difference too. But but if you're going to try to use what's going on today with his rallies and people doing that, more power to him. That's what that's that's what that's for. You get to meet your president. You've got the right to question your president as you do anybody if they're an elected official. I got a problem well, with any might, of that. Might, he, not at all. Might, and he might be the president. He might be the president. But once again. If he's showing up for a campaign and a given right, campaign right. Well, is funding, yeah, funding the, you know, the that. premises, then you know if he's going to Indiana and the Republican Party of Indiana is funding it and it's not the U.S. government, then they absolutely can dictate who gets in and who does not. Okay, right. let's and, say that, let's say that a, a politician rents a hall. It's not government money. Uh-huh. And he lets anybody in that wants to come in, and somebody standing on the front row starts heckling the speaker. Uh-huh. Should they be able to use physical force to eject that person? And if not, should they be yep. able to get the government police to eject that person and charge that person with disorderly conduct? In other right. words, what's the remedy? What's the remedy for the person being heckled? Should he be able to use physical violence to shut up the person who's criticizing him? Um, Why not? I think it's like a police. I think it's like a police question. It's a matter of escalation. Uh, I think someone could could uh, ask him to leave. They maybe place a hand on him and says, "With you, let's go." And if the person responds with uh, an, an equal or greater uh, force to stay. Then I think the escalation begins until the desired effect takes your place. So you could you know, use if a I taser show up on him or, hall. or shoot him. What about shooting him? You know, just, <laughs> let's just shoot people that we well, don't want. Yeah, well, it's, an, it's it's a matter of escalation. Yeah, if the guy if the guy pulled out a knife and says I'm not going, I will cut you if you do me again. Uh, you know what? You get shot. Well, the guy's Absolutely. defending himself. Does a man have a right to self defense? When he's, asked, when he's asked to leave an event, when he's asked, nobody's saying he doesn't have right to self-defense, but when he's asked to leave and refuses to leave voluntarily, all right, by the, per, by, the person, by the person who owns the event, 
by the person who owns the event, then he should be forcefully removed. What's wrong with that? With, What's wrong with, with that? If I show up, if I show up at a well, private wedding, again, I don't know, again, I don't know the wedding couple reason, at all. But I show up at a private again, wedding and just crash the party. And I'm here for the free drinks. All right. I don't say nothing to nobody. They don't want me there, and they ask me to leave. You bet your ass I'm supposed to leave. I don't have the right to sit there and defend my position. That's just silly. But the wedding That's is not open silly. to the public. The, but, the wedding is not again, open to the public. Political political uh, uh, speeches yeah, are open to the public. Talking about candidates, not elected officials. No, I'm saying just some, some politician is running for office, and he rents a hall. Does he have a right to use physical violence to eject people that disagree with him? Uh, if they're being disrupted to his a, message and he's paying for that privately, yes. Thomas Thomas is using broad terminology deliberately. He's a, it's a devil's it's advocate defense. I get but all of that. But it's a matter. It's a matter of escalation. <laughs> it's a matter. It's a matter of escalation. Are they? Are you able to use? Let's use a different word, Thomas. Are you able to use physical force? In the uh, in the in the uh, in the Newtonian sense, you know, an object with force acted upon. Yes, are we able to use a, a kinetic energy to move the person to guide the person towards the exit? That's yes. called an that's it's called a, assault under the law. That's no, called an assault. Are you are you no. legally Good allowed to you to assault a person because you disagree with what he's saying? You know and what? you're saying yes, you can assault that person. <laughs> and know, that person no, can't defend himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if that's the point of using I'm a taser play. or hey, a, hey, hey. Or I'm a not fire, play the well, that's okay. Anymore. We're running out of time. I've got another topic I want to get <laughs> I've got another topic I want to get yeah. to, and we're running out of time. So this 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 part of the circle jerk is over, guys. All right. The the thing I want to get to now is we've got this mass migration. <laughs> we've got this mass. I mean, you brought up Trump and brought up what's right to remove and everything else. I want to get this in because now we've got as many as seven thousand people. Some reports have it higher. They're supposedly migrating, uh, you know, from Honduras, Guatemala, and all of that, tracking through Mexico, supposedly walking all of these miles to get to the U.S. and come into the U.S. Now, of course, this is nothing more than an invasion. These are not refugee asylum seekers. That's why they carry their own flag, and they've been caught on video burning the American flag and downing the United States while they're marching. There's no way in hell these guys are marching this whole way. They are being moved by vehicles when the cameras are turned off. They walk in lockstep when the cameras are on so they can try to get this bullshit sympathy out of the way. And from what I can see, maybe one out of a thousand might be might be a female or a child based on the pictures of the crowds. Now, here's the thing. These so-called asylum seekers are going to go through Mexico. They're already there. They've already attacked Mexican police and created and had some serious injuries. They've already broken property. They're stealing from Mexican shops on the way through. These aren't asylum seekers. These are invasion people. There's nine U.S. consulates and one U.S. embassy in Mexico alone. All right, where these non-U.S. citizens can apply for asylum if that's what they want to have, if that's what they're truly after, and they don't. We now know that there are criminals as part of this so-called thing. As this crowd swells going through Mexico, we also know that some of those people have admitted they've already been deported from the United States. They're going to try to blend in with this crowd to get back into the U.S. All right, so here's the question. Donald Trump has threatened to put the military on the border and shut down the border completely. 
He has threatened to cut off all financial aid to Honduras, Guatemala, and even Mexico if necessary uh, to, to, to force these people into compliance to protect our borders. I, for one, think that we should put the daggone military down on the border right now. Load that border up. 40,000, 50,000 troops. I don't have a problem with that. None at all. Show these people what it's really going to be like if they want to continue playing this bullshit game. This is a mass invasion paid for by the leftist, in my opinion. George Soros at the top of the list. Argue about that all day long. I'm not changing my mind on it. But what do you guys think about this migration? Are we supposed to let these people just show up at our border and walk across? Or are we supposed to stop them? Go ahead, Ed. And then uh, you, Mr. McCann. I, I want to hear I some drum I, I think Trump's doing the right thing. I think, I think, yeah, in this case, you know that's coming. You've got to close the border. And, and, uh, yeah, it's a uh, this. I keep asking the question. You hear people, especially you know, certain kind of general people, might be doodling cartoons and stuff. Yeah, people are saying, well, hey, you know, the Americans are shithole. It's the embarrassment of the of the world now. The whole world mock west. Really? Okay. Well, why are these people walking the length? You know, why why are they walking across multiple latitudes to get here? Okay, well, I don't, I don't know if either of but, you guys the, have, have had your DNA the, tested, to, and maybe you're part American uh, uh, Indian, but but if you're not, then <laughs> well, I've got at least as much as Elizabeth. Then you are descendants. <laughs> Ed and Ed are both descendants of immigrants that came to this country. We have a yep. compassionate we, country here that's a made up of immigrants. Immigrants have made this country the great country that it is. And and we should uh-huh. open our arms to welcome these people to come uh, into the country. Thomas is, Thomas is having fun again. The fact is, yeah, Thomas in the basement that I sit in, I've got the uh, papers that were used to get my family members across the border around 1901. So, well, I'll yeah. tell you what. And it was at Ellis Island. I'm going to go so get, were, were, go get 10 of my very, buddies. Very, they were very, very legal, and they were very, very documented. So, you know, yeah, well, hey, these people want to come into. These people want to come into the country legally. The law is that if you if you find yourself in the United States, you have the right to claim asylum. Because you're being persecuted in your home country. Everybody knows yeah, that Guatemala well. and Honduras are hell holes, <laughs> and anybody with any brains that that's in Honduras or Guatemala will want to get the hell out of there. And so, if well, they well, make it to the United States, hellhole. they have a right. They have a right to a fair hearing in front of a court, in front of a judge, yep. to prove their claim for asylum. If they can prove through testimony. That, that they are leaving their home country of Guatemala or, or Honduras, wherever they're from, because of persecution, then they have a right to be in this country. And that's all they're wanting is a fair opportunity to, to follow the law. The law protects them as as asylum seekers. And how can you – you want to send the Army down there? What do you want to and do, not shoot a, them? They have, yeah. you want, and they have – you want to yeah, shoot yeah, them yeah, if they come in? Be shot. Shoot them. Shoot them. I don't care. Uh, Shoot. Oh, okay. Close the border. Shoot well, them. Not, I don't care not, if you hit them with I'm rubber. Not, I don't care if you hit them with rubber bullets. I don't care if you hit them with tear gas. I don't care. Yet. Absolutely, I am. Absolutely, I am. I'm one of the most compassionate people you'll ever know. But the reality is this: this is an invasion. The number one job of the federal government is to protect our borders. Period. The end. There's no question of that. I'm ex-military. I signed up for that. That's what I was taught. And the reality is, and the reality is, 
This is nothing more than an invasion. These guys have better clothes than the homeless people we have here in Louisville. They're wearing practically brand new clothes. If you looked at the pictures, every one of them have a backpack. It's amazing that they all have their cell phones, but no women and children with them. It's amazing that they have brand new clothes, brand new backpacks, food and water and everything else. And then they still want to steal all the way along across the field. Mexico, every, everywhere they're going to Mexico right now is in turmoil because they're going into every shop and stealing everything they've got. So this isn't people that are seeking asylum. This isn't people who have political, you know, problems. If they were that good, could you imagine what it would be like if these idiots stood up in their own damn country and did this? They yeah. won't do it there. But yet all the way you here, just, they want to carry all the way want, here. You just don't no, want you brown-skinned just, people to come into this country. <laughs> See, that's where you're wrong. I love brown-skinned people. There's nothing racist about this guy at all. That's the truth of it. I love brown-skinned people. I'd marry a brown-skinned woman today if she'd have me. I got no problem with that at all. All right? It has absolutely zero to do with that, and you know this. So I think what I'll do is I'll go ahead and get 50 people off the street, random strangers. I'm going to take 50 homeless. I'm going to bring them straight to your house and just walk right in your door. I'm not going to knock. We're just going to walk in. I'm going to say, here you go. You now have a home. You're going to be okay with that? Well, you you, you try to reduce things to the Are you going to be okay You're with that? the whole point. No, 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 no. Are you going to be okay with that? What, That's how many the question. Do you, how many extra bedrooms Are you do you have in your okay house, Mr. Springson? No, that was I a believe, stupid I, argument. Oh, I've got people That's in my a house. Stupid argument. Been, it's not a stupid how many, argument. How many do you have? How many homeless people <laughs> have you sheltered in your house, hey, Ed? I got. I got a job. Actually, I've, I've yeah. sheltered quite a few homeless <laughs> people for years in my house. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. I have sheltered homeless people in my house. That's absolutely one hundred percent true. All right, that's the truth of it. I really have. But see, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. All right. The United States is home. Collectively, this is home. We can't just have people walk in and out anytime they want to come without having any way of knowing what they're here for. That just defies all logic. That's what we're into. Now, we can have the discussion about how to get them here, but there is plenty of opportunity to apply for refugee status, to apply for asylum and everything else. But what happens is, and we already know this, has happened throughout Barack Obama's term and everything else, and a few have happened under a Trump that he couldn't stop or control. These people get here in the U.S., and then they just disappear, never to be seen or heard from again. We have all of these daggone, you know, gold star moms. Their kids are getting killed by illegals, raped and killed by illegals. This is all over the place. Yes, I understand America has their own people that do that. I get that. And we take them to the court of justice, which keeps you employed, by the way. All right. But we do all of these different things. I've got no problem with that. But I have a major problem with an invasion. And this is what this is. If they wanted to actually apply for asylum, Mexico has already tried to tell them. This is reported. Mexico has already told them, we'll help you apply for asylum. Not a problem at all. But that ain't what they want. They continue to talk about how bad the U.S. is. They continue to burn our flag on the way here. And then they continue to sit there and talk about how they're going to bring Guatemala and Honduras to the U.S. There is no ifs, ands, or buts, or questions about their intent. They have no intention of assimilating to the United States. They have no intention of, of following our laws. It's been proven. It's been documented time and time again. These people are proving and documenting it now. The difference is we've got video now. We can prove all of these things. That's what bothers me. 
That's what bothers me. I don't want an invasion here. We've got enough problems. I don't want an invasion. If they want to come in, great. You've got a non-consulate and one U.S. embassy in Mexico. You made it that far. They'd be more than happy to fill out the paperwork for you and help you do all of that. Feel free to do so. But don't just show up and cross our borders illegally and say, we're here, give us everything we want. That's bullshit. You don't reward that behavior. If you reward that behavior, then you might as well elect Democrats in this election for being two- or three-year-old whiny-ass titty babies. Because that's essentially what we're setting up. And that's wrong. That's wrong. The rule of law has to have meaning, and you know this. I know you're playing devil's advocate, but the rule of law has to have meaning. All right? McAdam, I appreciate the call, my brother. I really, really do. We have got to wrap up. Ed Martin has already jumped off. He's uh, past his limit. He's always out of here a little bit after 8. Thank you, sir. I tell you, folks, you know, I, <laughs> I love McAdam because McAdam comes on air and he makes you think about the other side. I get it. I really, really do. But at the same token, at the same token, you know, as much as I can have empathy, sympathy, compassion, or anything else, all right, I also have to live in a realistic world. I have to live in a, in, in a world that we have to be able to trust. I have to live in a world that the rule of law has meaning. We have idiots like this fool that showed up out there against Mitch McConnell stomping all over it. I've got a problem. When we've got all these damn idiots coming from Honduras, Guatemala, whatever, this isn't women and children, folks. These are a bunch of thugs. They're using a daggone gang gang mentality, and their job is destruction. Who's paying them? How are they eating? How are they drinking? If they tear up every market in every town in Mexico that they go through, there's not enough food and water for all of them. So who's taking care of them? Where's it coming from? See, those are questions you have to ask. Why does all these people want to come here and raise havoc? Why do they want to come here to destroy the U.S.? Why aren't they standing up in their own countries? You know, there are plenty of people there. The military, you ain't got all of the military. Why aren't they standing up in their own countries the way that they're trying to do with us? It's because somebody is trying to create this. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I don't think there's any question at all about that. But you've got every opportunity to apply for asylum, if that's what you're really, really after. And not one person has done anything about that. Not one. You don't have thousands of people just decide. You don't have thousands of people just decide to march, you know, over 1,000, 1,500 miles to show up in the U.S. to coincide exactly with the election. That's insane if you believe that. It really, really is. So I think President Trump is right in this. I think he needs to get aggressive. You know, a long time ago, for years now, I've been advocating putting military down on the border anyway for training purposes. You know, our soldiers are going to Afghanistan, Iraq, and all these other Middle Eastern countries. You go down on the border where you're dealing with sand and dirt, and you get used to that terrain before you ship overseas. And then you bring the other soldiers back here, you know, and let them reassimilate to the U.S. after being over there for a year or two. Let them go back to the border. You've constantly got an influx of new people there. So the border is safer because that's where we're training. And that's what we're training them on, how to find people who are crossing the border. If we can find these idiots crossing the border, 
with our soldiers through tunnels and all the other stuff that they do and all this updated tech they've got, would that make it a lot easier for our soldiers overseas to find the enemy if they were trained properly instead of just going from a base overseas without any training at all? See, I've been advocating this for years. So for President Trump to sit out there now and talk about putting military over on the border to, to seal the border off, i got a problem with that. It falls in line. So, you know, a lot to think about. Next week uh, will be the week before the election, as everybody knows. So uh, me and Martin will probably go through our, our election uh, list, if you will. We'll talk about some of the upcoming races, what we think, and things like that. And, uh, you know, who, who we think you really need to pay attention to, what races we're going to be watching. So hopefully you'll join us like you do every election. We'll get through all of that. In the meantime, I appreciate you all being here. Thank you so much for another week. Thanks for listening. Take care. God bless. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. I'm going to go to the 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 I'm going